Happy Thanksgiving, everybody out there beyond the fairway land. Dougie Fresh alongside Will Lowry. Look, this is my favorite holiday. It's not because I get to eat all the soulish food in the world. And yes, I am cooking. Don't worry about it. Don't You're not going to be here. They're going to be here. We're going to eat good, Will. But look, special holiday. So throughout this year, we've had a chance to talk to some phenomenal people, amazing people, athletes, entertainers, influencers, and we got to hear about how they got into the game. So why not compile all of that good stuff? And let's talk about it. Will, this is how everybody fell in love with the game of G. Yeah, Doug, you just took every talking point that I was going to say. So let's get right into it with Steph Curry. And y'all already see who's with us. We got Will's man, my man, Stephen Curry in the building. What's going on, brother? Stephen, tell me something. Growing up, I know you and your pops play golf uh, together a lot. I'm a bit jealous about that. Two brothers out there on the golf course. But but tell me a little bit about how you balance, like, AAU, you know, recruiting and then trying to play golf. Because you play at a high level, though. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, it was always just my go-to, you know, in between, uh, you know, obviously, school, basketball, play AAU, baseball, uh, around the time that I started playing golf. But it was really chasing my dad. Like, anytime you know, he had a free moment, he was going to the course. So um, I started out just driving the cart with a little sawed-off putter, and he let me go, and then uh, eventually found the game for myself, started to play. Um, obviously, basketball, and, you know, from the time I was 13, which was the only sport I really played, and um, it, it was the focus, but I was always searching for that, you know, free couple hours to go go to the course and yeah. and, uh, and and play, because I, I could keep my competitive streak going out there uh, with who I was playing with, but it was also just competing against myself. So there's a there's a nice little little blend and, and balance there. And then in high school, um, you know, in the spring after uh, high school basketball season, right before AAU, I was on the uh, the school golf team uh, for three years, my freshman, sophomore, and and senior year. So um, like that's so that's like a little known fact. People are like, yo, you play? I play competitive golf in high school. I didn't know what the hell I was doing my first two years when I was out there. But uh, my senior year, I was I was the number one. So uh, let's say let's say we didn't go that far. If, if I'm your number one in high school, but we, uh, yeah. it was nice to claim. I claimed that I claimed that spot for one year. Beyond the Fairway Podcast welcomes in the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Andre Iguodala. What's going on, Dre? Dre, look, I know you've been playing golf. I know you got the bug. Tell me a little bit about how this golf bug got, how you got bit. Because when people get bit, we tell everybody, man, it's over for you. And in yeah. the past, well, I want to say five years, I've seen your handicap just kind of go just straight down. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so, you know, I, I watched Tiger growing up. Uh, I probably played I, – I went to one or two golf camps as a kid. Uh, Kevin Gamble, who was a uh, big name from my town, played in the NBA uh, had, a, had a great NBA career. Uh, he had a golf camp for, you know, the kids at the Boys and Girls Club, you know, kids in the hood to come out and experience something different. So, but I didn't have access to a golf course. So, I, I mean, I probably went once or twice, didn't know what I was doing, uh, but I enjoyed it. So, you know, I knew a little bit about it. And then obviously watching Sports Center, uh, you know, three times over and over again during the summers and then watching Tiger, <laughs> you know, you, you know, you into it. Um, and then around, college we had to go through a couple uh booster uh events or whatever you call those things back then played once or twice and i was like yo if i had an opportunity i'll play golf you don't you just don't have the time and obviously being you know i was with nike for the majority you know all my career uh had some nike clubs sent to me and then you know found a range and would go from time to time in philly but still didn't know where to go didn't know how country clubs work you know i might get invited once or twice but you know didn't know what to do 
uh, finally met some uh, friends, you know, and, uh, through different endorsement deals. My uh, man, Clark Miyasaki was over at Stance, uh, a sock company. You know, they got Bubba Watson. Uh, got linked up with him, and we became really good friends, and he's a really good golfer. So started playing with him, started getting a little bit more interested in it. Really got the bug when I joined the Warriors, and one of our assistant coaches, uh, Pete Myers, uh, he was big into golf, and uh, it's funny because I spent my summers in Chicago when he was there, and they had uh, different groups, Antoine Walker, Gennaro Pargo, a bunch of guys that played golf in Chicago, basketball players that I, I never knew it in the last eight years I was there. They were right there at my disposal, just, you know, didn't speak up like I was supposed to. So what happened was he taught me how to hit a draw, and uh, he taught me, you know, most golf instructors, well, they don't want you to leave because once you figure out how to – get your swing down yeah you know what i mean once you yeah. figure out your swing you can start working on it on your own and you don't need them as much and uh, it's actually not a good business model for them to teach you certain <laughs> things in the golf swing so when right. when he taught me how to hit a draw and you know naturally we're these big banana slicers and you're pointing further and further left trying to get it back and he was like you know the further you aim left the further it's going to banana slice and he was like, drop your right foot, aim the right field, turn the hands over, and it's going to come back. And it, when you hear the sound, and it turned over, oh, my God. I'm sitting here with two people that have no hairline, and um, I'm very excited about it. And I can't do nothing about it. Uh, I'm very excited hey, about I'm, it. I'm hanging on to mine, dog, as long as I can. Vince Carter's in the building. Vince, how the hell did you even get into golf, man? So the, the year – uh, I came out of college my junior year, high school, uh, college, excuse me, high school. Yeah. In college, it's been that long. Yeah. Um, Coach Smith, Dean Smith, actually came up to Antoine and I and said, hey, you might want to start getting into golf. You know, a lot of business deals, a lot of great things happen hmm. on the on the golf course. I recommend, you know, you just try it, whatever. Twan and, like, Twan and I were like, all right, cool. Bought some some cheap clubs. I think I bought some Big Bertha Callaways. Mm-hmm. Headed to the, we headed to the range yeah. and just hacking at it. And, you know, athletes, whatever, people start just kind of giving you some direction. You know, we're competitive, so we yeah. try, we work on it. So that's how, for many years, I played, for the years that I played golf, I never had a lesson. Yeah. Outside yeah. of going to the range and, you know, I, I'm a member at an hour, so those guys would, hey, just try this, work on the towel drill, keeping your arm, all of these things, and I'll go work on it myself. Yeah, grind. And then finally getting a lesson, I was just like, man, what was I doing? <laughs> all that unsolicited yeah. advice. And I got better like that. Macklemore is in the building. Macklemore, what's up, man? How you guys doing, man? Yo, but but Ben, look, man, thank you so much for coming on here and jumping Absolutely. in with us. We want to just get right into it. Look, you are a golfer. All of a sudden, I read some stuff where there was a time you kind of bashed the game. I ain't gonna you know call you all the way out, but you had some, <laughs> some different things to say a few years ago. But now you're in the mix. So let's talk a little bit about you know you coming into the game, how it happened, where were you? I mean, what's going on, man? How you get this bug? I got the bug. It was it was the day after Thanksgiving 2018. And, um, you know, got peer pressure to go out after Thanksgiving. We were on Kauai, sleepy little island, nothing to do. I'm like, all right, I'll go play nine with you guys. And um, went out, smashed a couple roofs just off the jump, some some, some snap hooks but out there. But you made there. contact. But you made contact off jump. Yeah, I might right. take like one or two swings, and then I snapped some, some, <laughs> some hooks. Okay. Um, and then finally, towards the back, I, the back nine, somewhere along, 
13, 14, I found myself in a fairway bunker, grabbed a five iron, really didn't know what it did, and I just smashed it. You know, hit it pure, and I was just like, ooh. That's where it started. What is that? Okay, I want that again. <laughs> now, now, my next question, how how long did it take for you to feel that euphoria again? I mean, was it the next <laughs> shot or was it a couple a couple months no, later? I'm, I'm still I'm still looking for it, Will. You too, right. <laughs> we got Michael Pena stepping got in here. Carter in the back. We already talked to him, man. I'm sick of his Warming up. Vince on my damn you know? <laughs> Vince, you're stealing the shot. Yeah, Come yeah. on, don't steal the shot. How'd you get started in the game, Mike? Because I don't know if I knew this. I just got to know. You got no. Very I don't think I told you, man. Um, so Shot there was a dude us. like Jack Lemon, James Gardner were talking about it. This was 25 years ago, right? And then I was like, that's the first time I heard about golf. I was like, people, because I grew up in Chicago, man, by yeah. Cook County Jail. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. golf there, bro. Yeah, especially not Cabrini Green. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was in 16th in California, uh-huh. and it was across the street from a park. And it was all, you know, gang-ridden yeah. and stuff. You're like, there's no golf. No <laughs> golf. So anyway, but, I, you know, then they kept talking about it for years and years and years. And then I was doing a movie. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the range. Everybody keeps talking about this. Thing. What is in. it? Because, you know, on camera it looks, looks chill. You know what I mean? But I played football, track, you know, wrestling, all that stuff in Chicago. And I tried it. And the dude that was there, I was in the south somewhere. He's like, all right, man, all you got to do is just hit that, hit that there truck. Hit a truck. You see the truck? Because there was a VW bug. Right. It wasn't even a truck. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hit that truck, David. And it was 100 yards away. And it took me seven buckets, bro. It was it. <laughs> First day. And then I came back two days later. It took me five buckets. And then even if I scolded and I hit it, whatever, I was count. like, it, it, I count, count it, count man. I'm like, get out. But, it, 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 you know, I got hooked immediately because it's, it's one of those things that you're, yeah, you get competitive, but first is with yourself yes you know what i mean and then dealing with everything that you have to deal with doubts and all that stuff that really creep in and you have to outwork them yeah you know absolutely it's um it's a lot like life it mirrors life right it's a microcosm society yeah i'm gonna look that up later dude but it it feels right you got the nice word nice word appreciate it man no it's just i owe you five dollars for that (laughs) (laughs) you should you should get some uh money out the curse jar at home you know know for that word this this is what i gotta put up with mike every time we try to do sit down be be proper we'll we'll aims at me hey we were both thinking it that's what i'm saying neutral doug is what we call him beyond the fairway podcast dougie fresco here with will you already know he's here too uh, welcome in our special guest, Kira K. Dixon, Golf Channel's very own. How did the hell did you even get into the game? You started at three, so pops or moms had to put the My dad, in yeah. Hand. So how did you, like, meander through junior golf and high school, et cetera, et cetera? Um, so my parents are foreign. They're Russian immigrants. And they, uh, for whatever reason, like, contact sports for women aren't a big thing in Russia. Um, I think... There might be sexist undertones there, um, okay. but they, so golf was like an appropriate sport for me to play. And for my foreign parents, it was like, you will play golf because it will get you these opportunities with businessmen one day. And, um, you know, it's this like classy American rite of passage. And for, for them, it was just, they thought it was this like American thing that I needed to do to be able to fit in, which wow. is ironic because then as a high schooler, I was the only person that played golf that was a female that I knew and then felt very left out and so stopped playing, um, which is, you know, that's kind of fell through the cracks of how girls stop playing golf. Um, but yeah, that's how I, I got into it because of my foreign <laughs> parents wanting me to have a leg up in life. <laughs> so I just feel like you almost have to say thanks 
to a degree oh, for them like, hey, like, I hate when parents are right. It pisses me off. Right. I know. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the absolute worst. Um, but unfortunately for me, they are correct. <laughs> I, hate, I, hate, I hate when parents are right when you're not even around. When they're not around, so like, just, you know, when, when you're somewhere else, and you're like, man, damn, they're right right now. Like, you gotta be right right now. So yeah, yeah. it's a constant <laughs> thing. It's a constant. I just try and ignore it as much as possible, but <laughs> it's always popping up. In my whole career, is a product of them being right. Exactly. <laughs> Beyond the Fairway Podcast welcomes in special guest Michael Smith, brother from another. What's up, man? How you living? Chilling, man. Good to be out here. Now, are you developing a passion for golf now? Uh, I like good stories. You stole I, my question, man. Uh, golf is. That's, I mean, I'm yeah, learning. Okay. <laughs> golf's always been kind of in my blood. Like you know, I, I maintain that my parents divorced over golf. <laughs> Wait, um, it brings people together and causes divorces. Yeah, well. yeah. I mean, you give, he gives interviews with golf gloves. You yeah, know right. what I'm saying? Well, I, I like to dress the part. <laughs> right, 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 right. So as you can see, like okay, so the story. Okay, so whether it's the shoes or the golf, I mean, or the glove. Excuse me. This is the this is an example of somebody who has tried to get into the game. No, I like that. I but like never it. really gone all the way with it. Right. Uh, right. I I've I've played in a couple of celebrity tournaments and played is generous. Um you swung the club in a couple. Is that what you're saying? Swung the club, <laughs> drove the cart. Right, right. That's right. about it. You participated. You know, participated. There you go. Yeah, I showed right. up. Right. You know. Um and my father in law has been trying to get me to do it, you know, for twenty years. But never really took the time to do it. I've been, I've been putting it off. But it's, why, it's, though? Like, why? Like, what is it about? I mean, yeah, I know you're a busy cat. That's really what it is. That's really what it is. Yeah, because but, my free time is like, and, and honestly, I need to just, I'm, st- and I, you know, we're getting into a deeper conversation. At four, almost 42 years old, I'm just now learning how to take more time for me. Mm, because yeah. all of my time has either been working on my shows or my projects or my kids. Mm, absolutely. You know, like I had, you know, I had my first kid. You know, when I was 25, I got married when I was 25 and my first kid when mm-hmm. I was 25, 26. So I've been a father my entire adult life. So right. whenever I had spare time, I never wanted to spend that spare time playing golf. I wanted to spend mm-hmm. it with my kids. But was it something you know? that you saw? Not to guilt trip anybody that does play. Yeah, you know right, what I mean? Yeah. But right. just, you know, as you grew up and, and, and saw the game being played, was it, re- was it something that you wanted to do? Or was it something like, you know, I... I don't, know about, I don't know about that game right there. No, again, because, like, long before I, Tiger was playing golf, for example, I saw my dad out there. Nice. So from a representation so standpoint, out there playing. my dad, right. my dad I, I drove the cart and carried his clubs in New gotcha. Orleans growing gotcha. up. Okay. But I just it, I never took to the game. See, I thought, I thought you was one of the guys, like, from my hood was laughing at me. Look at Will coming with a basketball and a nine iron into his house. Listen. <laughs> but, so you, you was cool with the game. You, I've always you, respected the okay, game. Yeah, I, I've always respected it. I mean, my fa- my dad's favorite golfer was Curtis Strange. Okay. Like, I remember watching That's... golf tournaments with my dad. Very I just nice. never took to it in terms of playing it. Very nice. You know what I mean? But I've, I've always appreciated the game. I'm, I'm no historian. I'm no aficionado. I'll leave that to you fellas. Catherine Tappan is in here going beyond the fairway with us. What's going on, KT? What's going on, Doug? Will, so good to see you guys. And I'm super excited to be here with you. I'm a big fan. I've been following along on all your social media platforms and listening to the podcast. I think you guys are doing an awesome job. So I'm super excited to be here with you both. But I do want to understand something. How do how do you, you know, I saw you were a multi-sport athlete kind of coming up. How does how do you get this game of golf, this crazy game, this cuss word, four-letter word sport that we all love? <laughs> And we all love it. That's the bottom line. So I, from, from a very young age, have played golf, um, just, just recreationally. You know, we have a beach house on the coast of Maine, and it's soft sand. And every night we stand on the deck and just fire off balls into the ocean. Or we, you know, we collect like a bag of old balls throughout the year that we can just 
tee up and hit them, hit them long. And then we go down in the sand and we put up like sand shots and make the, you know, the driftwood stand up in the sand. And this is what we've been doing since we were little kids. Mm -hmm. Um, My parents are both avid golfers. My dad played so much so that when I was in high school, my mom said, well, the only way I'm going to see your father is like, if I go to the golf course, So she started (laughs) to learn, my mom started to learn in her later years, probably in her forties or fifties. And she's better than all of us. I mean, she wins club mm-hmm. championships. She's on multiple tours in New Jersey and met golf and women's golf, New Jersey. And, um, and she kills it. And we'll know she's this little, you know, <laughs> a little peanut, but she's mighty mouse. Um, and she's a lefty, which is fun to watch. So it's always just been a part of my family. My mom's mom, my grandmother, um, who has since passed away. She actually lived on a golf course in North Carolina and in Carolina shores. And we would go down and visit her. She lived on the first tee. So of course she'd always get the brand new balls that would go awry and people were like embarrassed to, you know, go and get it. So they'd always end up on <laughs> their front lawn. So half the balls we would take to Maine would be these brand new balls that my grandmother would pick up and put in bags and save them for us so that we could have them for our beach house. But it's just always been a part of my family. I mean, we are a big golfing family. We love it. Um, my sister plays and, you know, the best days that we have are Father's Day, go out and play 18 and grab dinner afterwards. And it's just, you know, it's quality time you don't get back. I just remember as a kid being on the golf course, with my parents and you're, you're talking to each other, you're communicating, right. sharing things like it. It's such a great sport in that regard. And everyone can play, you know, it can be intimidating for some if they haven't before, but for me, just being an athlete my whole life, I mean, it was a, it's, it's always been a part of me and um, I wish I could play more. I think we all do, but, but yeah. Beyond the Fairway podcast welcomes in special guest Kyle Rudolph. What's up, baby? How you doing, man? Not much, guys. Thanks for having me. When we're talking about golf, right? You, you're, you're a multi-sport athlete growing up. Mm-hmm. How the hell did you get to this point in golf where you can compete at the American Century? You know, it's funny. Growing up, being a kid who played football basketball baseball you know whatever time of the year it was that's what sport I was playing golf didn't really fit in there and I you see guys that played golf as a kid yeah and you could tell by their swing and you could see me and be like oh yeah you picked it up late um so at Notre Dame we had a little nine hole course on campus on campus yeah Yeah, and I mean, you get there, you work out early, you go to class. Yes, we had to go to class. Um, (laughs) And then it's like 1030 in the morning and you're done for the day. So we we just go play the nine. It was like 17 bucks to walk the nine holes. That's perfect. Even us college kids could afford it. Right, right. That's really when I started playing and just fell in love with the game. I'm a huge fan of the game, uh, especially at the highest level. Absolutely. Watching the PGA Tour guys is incredible. We don't have a train or a car or an automobile with us this week. We got Jerome Bettis, the bus man. What's happening, Jerome? Hey, man, I'm glad to be here, man. Thanks for having me on, on guys. So, Jerome, like, let's go back to the beginning of golf for you. Like, where, where were you? How, who got you into the game? Did you just, like, pick up a club one day and, like, I'm going to try this shit? Like, Was it a club well, and a football? Well, well, he, no, no, it's, 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 it's a good story. My barber, when I was about 17, um, he was a huge, he was a huge this. golfer. Well, hold on, hold on. I, I hate it. Did you say your barber? My barber. I love Back that. Back when, when I was a kid coming up in my neighborhood, my barber was a golfer. And we would have to go in the mornings to get a haircut because he was closed by 1, 2 o'clock. We, we never knew why. It was like, why do we have to be up at 6 in the morning to get a haircut? This is, yeah. It doesn't make yeah. sense. We can go in the afternoon. 
Well, he was always closed by 1, 2 o'clock. He was done. He was gone. Yeah. Right? And so as I got older, and he was like, listen, I want to take you out to the golf course. I'm like, man, I ain't playing on golf. Yeah. I was playing football at the time. Right. He was like, you'll love it. You'll love it. I was like, yeah, whatever. So he took me out to the course, to the range one time, and I was hitting and smacking all over the place. And, you know, and it was something I wanted to do because, obviously, um, being a, um, a youngster, he was, you know, one of those positive role models, yeah. and I wanted to honor him by going out into the range. And but nothing ever happened, right? right. I went out there, did it. I went to Pittsburgh, and Cordell Stewart was a big golfer, mm-hmm. so we were really good friends. And he was like, "Man, come on, let's play." It was a, a course mm-hmm. right by the house, so I would yeah. go out and play with him. He would kick my butt, mm-hmm. and he, he was smart enough to say. I'm gonna bet you because he he knew he I knew. was dumb enough <laughs> that I was competitive that I was gonna bet him regardless, right? I'm not turned down a bet, right? Mm-hmm. So I was bet he was kicking my but he I was just his ATM machine, just right? Pay, right, just every paying time we every play, day. He would just and I was terrible. Bet ATM. <laughs> and so, but what happened was when and what he didn't count on was that I said to myself, enough is enough, right? And then as soon as I retired, I started working on my game, working yeah. on my game, and and got the bug, became relentless, you know, had a ton of free time, yeah. uh, and then all of a sudden my game started coming around, and now it's like, he can't beat me to save his life. <laughs> uh, and so now I, the payback is, is is he's my ATM machine. Yeah, I love that. So that's he paid your money back. I love oh, that. I he was back. A, so Cordell Stewart was a little interest. Account. Yeah, yeah. He's my he's <laughs> my he's my Roth. personal ATM, <laughs> and I, if anybody tries to you know make a withdrawal. I'm cutting that off right there because I'm the only withdrawal from that uh, ATM. Beyond the Fairway podcast welcomes in the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Michael Strahan. What's going on, brother? I'm good, man. I'm on a golf course. What's better than that? How the hell did you get in the game? Golf? How, how did I was happen? invited to stuff like this, and I would always say no. And then I realized, man, these are some nice places they play in this game, man. Why am I not on the beach hey. hitting the ball with the ocean? I- Bro, I, I, I 100% get it. But I know we got tea time, and it's a nice place you got to play right back behind us. Yeah. So we're going to get you out of here, man. We appreciate the five minutes. Thank you right. for being on the Fairway. Wish me luck. Wish me luck. Wish me luck. Wish me luck. Good luck to you this week, sir, here at the American Center. <laughs> Thank you. That was very important for you to say that to me. It made me feel whole. <laughs> you know what? I got money on you this week. So. Oh, my brother. Well, I don't man. have money on a man, but nah. I'm glad he came to see us, though. <laughs> you know what? Just because he don't, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to fall out. Hey, Doug, that right there, you see how. The game is growing, and man, we had an impressive list of guests this year. Like we, we had Macklemore, we had Michael Pena, and the common denominator was everybody had different stories and different accounts of how they got into the game of golf. Who was your favorite one, man? What, what stories did you like the most? I like Jerome Bettis is the best. You know, coming into the game via his barber, like yo, you need to go and do this because this is what it is, right? I, that's that's you know, I. I like that. You know, there's some barbers back where I'm from in KY that, that took the game up and was putting people on. Um, and shout out to all the barbers that always call me Tiger Woods every time I come to get a haircut. But, Will, in the spirit of the show, how did you get into the game? Well, first, those barbers that he'd be shaking a week to give me their names. Uh, I, uh, I I got into the game from my dad, man. I, I was a big tennis player. I had a... I had a um, uh, a love for the game. I say the joke all the time. You know, everybody in the hood wanted to be like Michael Jordan. Well, I wanted to be like Michael Chain. But my dad also was a, a big golfer himself. So he took me across the train tracks 
and we went and played golf, you know, and, and as I started getting better in golf, I'm like, this could be something I want to do. Didn't really take it seriously, but, uh, I try to take my, uh, my tennis skill set, you know, I, I don't know if you noticed, but I had a two hand forehand and two hand backhand tennis yeah, and I, I grabbed the golf club. It. I grabbed the golf club the same way with the cross hand grip. And, you know, we went to, my dad took me to quite a few different, uh, teachers at the time. And <laughs> <laughs> some teachers is like, uh, I don't know what to do. This don't come here no more. I uh, here go bucket of balls by, you know? So, you know, uh, dad and I stuck with it and, uh, here we, this, we hit 280 yard bombs now with this cross hand. So, uh, uh, that's pretty much how I got into it, and and you know, so it's, it's I, I say it all the time. It's a culture, it's culture capital. It's taking me places that I never thought I've been, or been in rooms that I never thought I'll ever be, and um, that's that's one thing that makes the, the game of golf so great. But uh, so, how'd you get into it? I, I don't know if I know the full story. I know you were annoying. I, I don't know if I have then. a full story, man. I, you know, I picked up the game at the age of four, and. Um, you know, I had like persimmon woods and stuff when I started. We're talking about 1988. And, uh, you know, I, I used to hit the wiffle balls. Remember your little yellow wiffle ball bat? Mm -hmm, I used to hit mm -hmm. the wiffle balls off the floor. We had an old floor mount back then. And uh, back then it was like the shell wide world of golf or something like that. And I would turn the, the floor mount to NBC and watch, watch golf on Saturday. And I would hit the ball off the floor with the bat. And my dad thought I was like, something's wrong with this kid. Like, why is he hitting? This is not how you use a baseball bat, son. Why are you hitting it off the ground? It's not moving. And then the sad part is years later, they realized, oh, wait, that was an actual golf swing he was trying to emulate, you know. And my pops worked the post office in Frankfort, Kentucky. So when, when he did realize that it was a golf swing I was trying to do, he had everybody chip in a golf club, right? So everybody chipped in on this hodgepodge set that I had. And so my dad, being the gangster that he is, he went and cut every club to the same length. Oh, Bryce DeChambeau. <laughs> you Bryce DeChambeau for DeChambeau. Oh, he didn't even know what he was doing yet. I don't think he was, <laughs> he wasn't born yet, as a matter of fact. How old am I? And so I had this set of clubs, man. I had single-link clubs that didn't match. I had Pal Joey's, King Cobra's, Max Fly. I had this random set, man. But when I got that Callaway Warbird, Ooh, not the Warbird. When I, when I got the Warbird, it, back then it was like $180, right? And uh, when I got that driver, man, that was it, you know. And so uh, back in Kentucky, there used to be like these events. They had the Bank One Classic, and it was like a celebrity event. And so when I was six, seven, eight, we used to go down to the to the golf course and be a part of the youth clinics and stuff. So uh, I came into the game really uniquely, man. So um, and shout out, like I don't think people understand, like when you grow up in a game like I did, I'm a product of a lot of opinions, right? Right. <laughs> like a lot of different right. people were like, "Hey, do this. Hey, you do that. Oh, it's a little kid. Hold on, you do that." And so I've got this like very random group of information that that's how I started, man. And well, um, years, like thirty, I'm thirty two years in, yeah, thirty three years into the game now. So well, it, I've it, seen it, it all, bro. It, it, it's it's funny that uh, that you brought up some familiar uh, name with the King Cobra. I, I had King Snakes. Just Ooh. to let you know where okay. I where where my socioeconomic uh, wallet was at the time. <laughs> you know, my first set was Pal Joey's though. They were knockoff King Cobra Ooh. too. So Ooh. I had, you know, that was what it. you know That's about what, what you know what you know about the pen seekers. You don't know about those. I don't know nothing about. Yeah, uh, yeah. So okay. anyway, anyway, we we got to wrap <laughs> we this thing. That we weren't that broke, Will. But hey, <laughs> we, yo, we hope up. you enjoyed everybody's story about how they got into the game. And let's do something different. Look, when we post all this to our Instagram account. Tell us how you get into the game. Hit us up on our IG, Beyond the Fairway, on Instagram. You can come into mine, the Douglas Fresh, or Will Lowry Golf. Either way, we all out here, brother. 
But hey, enjoy your holiday season. And um, I just don't think you should go shopping on this Black Friday. I don't think that's something that you should do. So just stay at home. Order on Amazon.